Welcome into the Laundry Boys podcast. I'm your host, Matt Melander. I got my co-host, Rocky Celebrezzi. Today's episode is brought to you by Derek at May Team Realtors. If you're a first-time home buyer, there is nobody else better than Derek. He will get you covered. Make sure that you don't make any mistakes. I know it's scary buying a home, but sometimes you got to have some help, and Derek is the guy for you. Email Derek Jewel at Derek at MayTeamRealtors.com or go on Facebook and search Derek Jewel Realtor. Don't make a mistake that can last 30 years. Let May Team Realtors help. We're going to get right into the Sweet 16 action, and uh, we're going to break down all the games, pick our winners, pick the Elite Eight as well, and uh, talk to you guys a little bit about traveling as a manager and the different things you got to pack, how it works, things like that, some behind-the-scenes things. So uh, let's jump right into it. We're going to start with the West. Gonzaga is going to be taking on Creighton. What do you think about this game? Number one seed Gonzaga, uh, number five seed yeah, Creighton. Creighton. Uh, I like I like Gonzaga in this. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious that they are the favorite to win it all. I guess we should say at this point, right? Uh, between them and Baylor, really. Very dominant performances in the first two games. Yeah, they looked very good against Norfolk State and Oklahoma. Though I don't know how good either of those teams really are. Obviously, as the number one overall seed, you tend to get a better. Uh, bracket pull. A little bit of a better draw, yeah, yeah. just a little bit. But, um, you know, they're looking for their second ever Final Four. This is their sixth straight Sweet 16, which I thought was astounding that they have been to six straight Sweet 16s. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's it's going to be an interesting game. It's going to be a heavy guard play from both teams. Um, I, but... Yeah, I mean, I'm on Gonzaga. I don't know about you, though. Yeah, I'm all over the Zags here. I mean, the Zags are favored, obviously. They're going to be the team, if you are betting, going to be a heavy favorite odds on betting as well. Uh, really like Jalen Suggs. I think that guy's going to be the tournament MVP. Uh, Timmy down low, he's yeah. a monster. Love his handlebar mustache. Zagorowski, I think, is such a hot and cold player that Creighton's going to struggle at times. And if he's not having a great game, Creighton's really going to struggle. I had a lot of problems with Creighton in their last game against Ohio. I think they absolutely should have blown out Ohio, but they allowed Ohio to stay in the game. Gonzaga is so much better than than Creighton, so I think Gonzaga is easily going to handle this game. I don't think it's going to be close. I think if you are better, bet whatever the spread is on Gonzaga yep. because I think the Zags are really going to thrive here in their uh, Sweet 16 matchup. Yep, I fully agree with you. All right, moving on. we got a Pac-12 showdown between USC and Oregon. Uh, another these teams know each other yeah. obviously very well. USC defeated Drake and Kansas to get here, and they did not just defeat Kansas; they blew out Kansas. Oregon with a huge win over VCU. <laughs> Sorry, that joke never gets old for me. Uh, they actually, you know, obviously moved through on that one, and then defeated Iowa pretty, pretty easily, easily yeah, very in the round of thirty-two. Yeah, so uh, Oregon only one game to get here. Obviously, USC took two. But uh, going to be a very fun matchup between these two Pac-12 teams. Yeah. I and mean, and guess what? They're the late game. Yeah. Surprisingly. I mean, it's only fitting. I mean, right. they, they force us to watch them late during the regular season. Might as well force them to be late during uh, the tournament here on the East Coast. But, yeah, uh, I mean, they only played each other one time during the regular season. USC won that handily. I think they won by 20. Um, so I think it's going to be interesting. Uh, we've talked about it before on here. I mean, Oregon relies very heavily on Chris Duarte and Will Richardson. Uh, for those guys, they didn't show up uh, in, that, in the only meeting against USC this year. They both only had about 8 and 10 points. Um, so when that's your production from your two stars, you're not going to do a lot. Uh, so I think it's going to depend on which Oregon team we are going to see um, show up. Um, and for USC, it's really it's all about the Mobley brothers. Uh, we spoke about it a little bit on Tuesday show. Uh, and they're just studs. And 
Um, yeah. Who are you uh, working with here? Uh, I, I honestly, I don't know. Um, I, I'll, I'll tell you my opinion. I like USC a lot. I think they're going to run into Oregon here. And I think Oregon and Duarte, as long as Duarte has a good game, Oregon's going to be able to win this game. I love the Mobley brothers at USC, but I think Oregon's offense is so high-powered that they will be able – I mean, I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair anyways, yeah. but I think Oregon's offense will be able to outwork USC's offense, and I'm taking the Ducks. I'll go the opposite way. Uh, I think I'm going to take the Trojans. All right. Uh, yeah, no surprise I, I, there. I like them. Like, little Andy infield action. Um I like USC to get back to their first Final Four since 1954. I think that might be wow. a little, might you be like a little fun. Beating Gonzaga in the next game, you know. I like their chances. I mean, I'm not going to say they're going to do it, but I do think that out of those two teams, that they would give Gonzaga the best run for their money. I mean, if if as long as as long as free throws I, aren't involved, I, I don't care who Gonzaga plays. I'm taking Gonzaga to the Final Four. I think they'll be back in the Final Four for the second time in five years, and I think this team, the Zags, are going to be really good this year, and they've. I mean, they are good this year. They've shown it, and I think they're going to be able to make it on a four. Maybe win the championship. I mean, I hope so. I mean, I hope you're right. I mean, Gonzaga is my, my pick in my bracket. Um, so, I mean, I hope hope they make me look smart and hope they do it for Mark Few after, what, 22 years? Yeah, it's been a long time, and it'd be cool for a uh, West Coast team to win the championship. Uh, moving on to the East, we got Michigan versus Florida State. Michigan defeated Texas Southern and LSU to get here. While Florida State took down UNC Greensboro in a very tight matchup, again they absolutely blew out Colorado. I love what Jawan Howard's done with this Michigan program. Yep, I mean I agree with you. They had a great season last year. They were ranked uh, number one coming back from the Bahamas, and they kind of faltered off a little bit late in the season. But they looked very good this year. They've dealt with some injuries. They've dealt with COVID pauses, and yet they still got the one seed. They still look dominant even without one of their top scorers. Um, but it's not to take away from Leonard Hamilton, who's just been doing it year in and year out at Florida State. They're looking for the they're in their third straight third straight Sweet Sixteen this year. Um, looking for their first Final Four since 1972. I think it would be awesome to see Florida State back in the Final Four. I think Leonard Hamilton deserves it uh, for how how good he's just been and consistent. He just doesn't get recognized um, for that consistency. A little bit like Jim Beheim, but um, obviously people know more. I think about Beheim. Um, <sighs> Who are you rocking with here? Then I really like yeah, um, I really like Michigan. They've had a great tournament so far. I think the LSU game was closer than some people thought it was going to be. Uh, Will Wade had his team ready for that game, but Juwan Howard obviously had a better game plan. Florida State, on the other hand, beating UNC Greensboro in a tight game and then blowing out Colorado, it just kind of depends for me on what Florida State com- team comes out to play here. Yeah, because um, they can turn it over. Right, they are, are semi pretty young. Team. And they do tend, yeah, they, they're a little bit like Texas where they tend to be a little reckless with the ball offensively, um, I guess you could say, but I, they can shoot the crap out of that ball, and um, Cobra Vico underneath is just an absolute stud for them. Right. Uh, I'll, I'll probably rock with Florida State. I'm going to rock with you here. Yeah, I've been waiting for Michigan to have that bad game. They, I, they're they a team that always kind of goes on like a little bit of a good streak and then has that one bad game that can cost them. I've been waiting for it throughout their first two games. Um, against Texas Southern LSU, and we haven't really seen it yet. Uh, I'm going to take it to happen now. I think Leonard Hamilton's going to be a little too much uh, experience for uh, Juwan Howard only in his second season. So, uh, yeah, I'll rock with uh, Florida State. Yeah, I love Florida State in this game. Uh, I think they'll be able to take down the number one seed, Michigan, and we'll have our first one – well, I guess our second one seed. Illinois is already out, uh, and Florida State will move on. we got UCLA, the 11 seed versus number two seeded Alabama. Uh, UCLA won their first four matchup against Michigan State. 
then beat BYU, and then had an easy game against Abilene Christian. Uh, Alabama, on the other hand, took down Coach P in Iona, then beat Maryland uh, in a pretty handedly game. So um, I really like Alabama in this matchup. Mitch Cronin, obviously, guy from Cincinnati, really like him a lot. But Alabama's got such a strong offense. I mean, you saw how they just popped off against Maryland in that game. Literally wasn't much of a game after the first half. And uh, I just like the firepower over UCLA in this game. I agree with you. Um, Obviously, uh, we spoke a little bit about Johnny Juzang the other day. Uh, I didn't even realize that he's leading the tournament in scoring. Um, So he is obviously lighting it up for UCLA and Mick Cronin. Um, And it's another coach in their second season, similar to Mick Cronin, or uh, similar to Juwan Howard at Michigan, similar to the other coach, um, Nate Oates, in this matchup in his second season. it, which I guess it's a good thing to see. You have a lot of these coaches that are coming into these big-time, big-name programs that are immediately having success, which is something that you want to see um, happen. But, yeah, um, I, I agree with you. I think Alabama is a much better team. I think uh, they have to get John Petty going early. He's struggled pretty pretty decently the last two games um, for Alabama. He hasn't been able to hit a ton of shots. He's lacked defensively. He's been very sloppy with the ball in his hand, so I think that that's something that they're going to have to get going. Um, let's get his mind right, um, because as good as Herb Jones and Quinterly and Shackelford are, uh, Petty is the guy that can just take over when you really need him late game, kind of similar to Quinterly. Um, so, I, who who are you with? Because I'm, I'm rocking with Alabama. You're going with Alabama. Yeah. I'll agree with you. I, as much as I like Nick or Mick Cronin, I'd love to see him move on um, and get UCLA back into at really a spot of relevancy, which is actually nice to see for. UCLA. The, yeah, for the first time in what, since 2008? When, Ke- a, when it was Kevin Love and Russell Wilson, or yeah. Russell Westbrook, basically? It's been a long time for UCLA, and it's fun to see a blue blood like that come back into the fold. I, mean, I know Indiana's kind of fallen off, and UCLA has really fallen off, and uh, it's fun to see them back here. First four teams, always there's always one that ends up here in the Sweet 16, it seems like, and uh, but I think this is where the run for the miracle run for UCLA ends here. I think just think Alabama's offense is going to be too much, but I do think this is going to be one of the most fun games to watch uh, with Johnny Juzang and uh, Petty going at it. Uh, If the matchup happens here, if we're right, it would be Florida State versus Alabama. I'm rocking with Alabama here. Uh, I changed my mind. I know on the pod on the podcast earlier I said Florida State, but after watching Alabama in that offense, I think that Florida State. They ha- Florida State has to play perfect to be able to make it to a Final Four and play up to their potential every game. And Florida State has not consistently done that, even in the tournament. Yeah. Against UNC Greensboro, they looked bad. And then they looked good against Colorado. So they may have one of those off games against Michigan and lose that one. But if they do beat Michigan and play Alabama in the Elite Eight, I see them having a bad game and I see Alabama winning. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a massive matchup, you know, if we do have it right. Because, you know, you have Florida State looking for their first – Final Four since 1972, and you have Alabama who's looking for their first ever Final Four. So, you know, whichever team, um, if we have this projected right, which according to last week's podcast, we don't know anything about basketball. But Yeah, we were a little off on our brackets. But honestly, <laughs> I'm not going to be too hard on us. No. We were, everybody was yeah. pretty off. Vegas and we, we had, their, had some right thinking right. in some I mean, certain When areas. Vegas has their best sports betting weekend ever, yeah. I know it's not <laughs> just blame us. It on just us. It's not just us. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I think... Florida State is a much more inconsistent team, and I think that Alabama is a is a better scoring team, uh, even though Florida State has kind of the better size and athleticism. I think Alabama can just shoot it from absolutely everywhere. They're fast with it, um, super well coached, and 
They're very smart. Uh, so I, I'd rock with Alabama into the Final Four if that matchup before State and Alabama is correct in the Elite Eight. It's in Villanova beat Winthrop, which everybody thought they were going to get upset by, and then uh, pretty handily beat North Texas. So uh, thoughts on this game? Uh, yeah, I think both of these teams are very, very good teams. Both of these coaches are outstanding coaches between Scott Drew and obviously Jay Wright. Uh, they've both been at the prospective programs for a very, very long time. Uh, I like Baylor. I do. Um, I think that Davion Mitchell uh, is an absolute stud. Jared Butler and Mikhail T. Which is um, also weird with Davion Mitchell. His name is Davion Mitchell. Yes, and, and he's number 45. Just like Donovan Mitchell, who we got to work with here at right. Louisville. Exactly. Yes, it is very odd. And, and it was funny to see their exchange last week on uh, Twitter about it, too. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, it's just funny seeing that D. Mitchell yeah, number the 45 on the court. It's very strange. Um, but, yeah, um, I, honestly, I think I'm going to go with Jay Wright. I love Jay Wright. He is my one of my favorite coaches of all time. Um, probably to go with Rick Pitino, if we're going to be honest, top two. Uh, and even without Colin Gillespie, I think that they have what it takes. I think they've proven that they have what it takes to be able to win and win handedly. Uh, Justin Moore, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, and Jalen Samuels have stepped up um, and taken up for what Gillespie was giving. And, I, I, I mean, it's also Villanova in the Sweet 16. They've done that two times since 2016 and 2016 and in 2018, and the other two times they won the championship. I'll rock with them to do it a third time for three straight Sweet 16s and three straight championships when they reach that. I'm going to go opposite of you here. Um, I really like Baylor. I think that their experience and I think that their team as a whole, I really like Davion Mitchell a lot. And I think they do love to shoot it from the outside, and I think they'll get hot in this game. Uh, Scott Drew has been fantastic this year leading his squad. I love Jay Wright, but I think that this Baylor offense is going to be too much for Villanova, and I like Baylor to uh, move on to the Elite Eight. We'll see how that uh, pans out, I guess, yeah, <laughs> later this weekend. Well, it'll be it'll be an interesting one. A little bit different opinions there, but uh, we'll move on to the Arkansas Razorbacks taking on the Cinderella story of the tournament, Oral Roberts. Uh, Arkansas defeated Colgate and Texas Tech in a thriller in that game, while Oral Roberts beat Ohio State in overtime as well as Florida in a thriller. Uh, Eric Musselman, the must-bust, has got Arkansas just going right now on all cylinders. Really like how this team looked against Colgate. Really liked how this team looked against Texas Tech besides the last five minutes and really thought they were going to blow out Texas Tech. So I'm, I'm, I really like Arkansas in this game. Oral Roberts has been the Cinderella story. I think they've been fantastic. But these two teams have already played this season. Arkansas won by 11 points. I think Arkansas wins the game by a similar number in this game, and uh, I really like Arkansas and the must bus to keep the train rolling, or the bus, I guess, rolling into the Elite Eight. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I think must bus, uh, another coach in his second season, like we were kind of talking about earlier, uh, they did start off a little worrisome against Colgate. Colgate came out a little hot. Um, <clears throat> Texas Tech kept it close, but that was a very good game. Um, as much as I think you have to root for Oral Roberts and the Cinderella story, um, with Paul Mills uh, in his fourth season, uh, Max Admis and Kevin O'Banner. Uh, I mean, they've looked like NBA players um, through the first two games uh, against Ohio State and Florida. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, obviously, I think Justin Moore, Jalen Tate, and Moses Moody are just going to be a little too much to handle. Arkansas, they like to shoot it a lot more than I think they can, per se. They're not a great shooting team. Uh, but they love to just jack it from everywhere, which – I mean, I guess if you're making up for it somewhere else, that's fine. Um, 
I don't expect them to go super far because of their poor shooting ability. Um, but I do think that they're able to take care of Oral, Oral Roberts and get into an Elite Eight. Yeah, we actually agree on this one. I really do like Arkansas. I just think that there'll be too much to handle, and I think this is where the Cinderella story and the uh, glass slipper fall off in this round. Um, you'll have Villanova versus Arkansas. I'll have Baylor versus Arkansas. I'll go first. I really like Baylor in this game as well. I think their offense is going to be too much. I think Scott Drew's team is built for a Final Four this year, and I think they're finally going to get there. And I really like Baylor over Arkansas in my Elite Eight matchup. Yeah, uh, I'll go with the same game that we just disagreed on, though, um, with the Baylor-Villanova pick. Uh, I'll, I'll take Villanova over Arkansas in mine. Um, I just think Jay Wright is just a much better coach. Uh, he has much more experience. I think the players have more experience in the tournament. And honestly, I think the players are a little bit better um, in my opinion, I don't think Arkansas has what it takes to, um, to to make it to a Final Four. I don't think I definitely don't think they have what it takes to win it all. Um, just in terms of you know they don't take care of the ball. They're very immature um, looking when they're out there, uh, especially in the first half. They do not come out looking confident. Uh, and there's just something that Villanova has always done under Jay Rise. They're very consistent. Uh, they're very smart. Um, because that's just the way that he coaches. Uh, he coaches smart basketball, and um, I'll take that every day of the week. So give me Villanova. Wow, Villanova all the way to the Final Four without their best player. Very interesting pick there by you, and I highly, highly disagree, but <laughs> we will uh, move on to the Midwest region. We got Loyola Chicago versus Oregon State, another Cinderella story. The 12 seed that sneaks in the tournament, sneaks all the way to the Sweet 16. Loyola Chicago and the Fighting Sister Jeans. Uh, took down Georgia Tech and then took down the number one seeded Illinois team in this tournament. I really like Loyola Chicago. Is this game on a Sunday? I actually don't know. Let's. <laughs> I think this game Let's is on a Saturday. At, uh, it's on a Saturday. Yep. I know that I was going to rock with them on Sunday no matter what. I'm still going to rock with them on Saturday. I love Loyola Chicago. I love Cameron Crutwig. I love that he does not look like the typical center in the league and I love that he just goes out there and balls out every single game Loyal Chicago has a very good path to the final four I think Oregon State had a great win over Tennessee great win over Oklahoma State but I think they got bailed out in that Oklahoma State game they got in the double bonus early Oklahoma State's inexperience led to a lot of fouls which gave Oregon State a lot of points at the line which they were able to secure the game that way I think Loyola Chicago takes this game early, and I don't think they look back during this game. Um, I think it. I think it's gonna be a little bit closer um, than you think it is, at least as far as, as long as Oregon State does keep playing the way that they have been playing uh, against Tennessee and uh, Oklahoma State, because they looked electric in the, both of those games and even uh, through the Pac-12 championship uh, against Colorado. So, I think offensively, if Oregon State can keep it up. They'll have a chance, but I agree with you. I think Loyola Chicago is just too good. Um, I think Crutwig, Williamson, and uh, Kennedy are going to be a little too much to handle. Um, as good as I think Ethan Thompson is for Oregon State, I don't think that you know the one-man show of pretty much him is going to be able to get it done uh, against the sister jeans. Yeah, I think the fighting sister jeans move on in this one. Uh, it's always fun seeing her in the stands, too, and uh, I'll be excited for more shots of her in the Elite Eight. Uh, we got Syracuse taking on Houston, 11-seeded Syracuse. Jim Beheim sneaks in the tournament. They beat San Diego State. Then they beat West Virginia in a very, very fun game. Houston, on the other hand, 
beat Cleveland State very handedly, and then somehow, by the good graces of God, beat Rutgers. Um, I like Buddy Bayheim and Syracuse in this game. I think Houston and is a fantastic team, and obviously they've made it to the Sweet 16, which is a great accomplishment. But I think Buddy Bayheim is going to be able to lead Syracuse to the Elite Eight. I love how he plays. I love the defense. The two-three zone of Jim Bayheim is fantastic, and uh, I think Jim Bayheim gets back to the Elite Eight. And potentially yep. a Final Four. I think this is going to be a very good game. I think Houston is very overrated, um, especially as a two seed. Uh, as good as Quentin Grimes is, uh, potential NBA player coming out into next year, uh, I, I'll take the experience that, uh, especially through the tournament that Jim Beheim has uh, over Kelvin Sampson all day, every day. Uh, Buddy Beheim and Joe Girard are absolute, pheno- absolutely phenomenal players. Out of their unreal to watch and they did both of them can just shoot it from anywhere on that court it's incredible to watch them and how deep that they'll take those threes and make them too even with people on them so yeah i agree with you i think syracuse is going to be way too much especially defensively to handle uh and yeah i i, I think jim Beheim, who is in his 45th season with syracuse That's that is wild. unbelievable to fathom uh, especially when you think of how many coaches that are into the Sweet 16 in their second, he's into it with his 45th. Um, but yeah, uh, I'll take Syracuse, um, getting back to this, for trying to get back to their first Final Four since 2016. And, uh, you know, the, even with his 45 years there, he's only won the one championship back in 2003 with Carmelo. So that's honestly kind of crazy. I mean, I, he should have at least a couple by now. Yeah, if you really think about it, Jim Beheim's been there for so long, and you've always known he's such a fantastic coach, and he has the two-three zone, and it always works. And the fact that he only has one championship is kind of wilder when you really think about it. You say 45 seasons, right? Yep, that's crazy. 45 that's seasons. That's unbelievable. For him. I mean, you have to remember. He hired Rick Pitino into his first coaching job. Yeah, that is honestly crazy when you start to think about it. Uh, but yeah, I, I love Syracuse here too. I'm glad you know we're on the same page. Yep. And, uh, we will pick our next game if it is Loyal Chicago versus Syracuse. That's a good game. That's gonna be a fantastic lead eight matchup. I would love to drive up to Indy and go watch that game. Obviously, I'm not gonna know which one it is, and tickets are stupidly expensive, anyways. But um, yeah, Syracuse versus Loyola Chicago. I'm really struggling here. I thought about it a lot. I've gone back and forth. I'm going with the Fighting Sister Jeans. Um, <laughs> okay. Loyola Chicago, I think they just are fantastic on defense. They're fantastic on offense. I think Syracuse struggles offensively if Buddy Beheim can't get hot. Yep. I think Loyola Chicago will do a great job of uh, targeting in and keying in on Buddy Beheim. A lot of doubles, a lot of hard hedges on screens. And uh, I think Loyal Chicago and the Ramblers, as well as Sister Jean, obviously, will move on to another Final Four. Yeah, uh, I'm very similar to you where I am definitely back and forth on this. Um, I think both of these teams have what it takes to not only win their first matchups, but what it takes to actually realistically win a national championship, especially this year. Um, But, yeah, it is a tough one. I agree. I don't think Syracuse's offense is – Fantastic. Yeah, especially with Buddy playing bad. Obviously, I don't think he's had a bad game since he the hasn't. regular season. I, I, he's I been playing fantastic since the ACC tournament. Yeah, I don't think he's had it, – it's been close to a month since he's had a bad game. So, uh, I, I mean, if they can keep that going, I Syracuse probably will win, if we're going to be honest, if they can keep up what they've been doing since the ACC tournament. Um but I don't think they're going to be able to. I think Loyola Chicago, like you said, they're much better offensively. I think defensively, the way that they rotate and how quick they are, and they have very good quick hands. Um, I think that, yeah, Loyola Chicago is on their way to another Final Four. 
So it looks like me and Rocky have made our picks. Uh, we'll just go through them real quick. From the West, I've got Gonzaga in my final four. Rocky's got uh, Gonzaga in my final Gonzaga four. Gonzaga as well. As well. Uh, from the East, I am taking Alabama. Roll tide to the final four. Rocky? Uh, I believe I'm also taking Alabama. Yeah, Rocky, we're both on the same path right yeah, now. Yes, we are. Uh, all right, <laughs> moving down to the south. This is where we're actually going to differ. I'm taking Baylor and the Bears moving on to the Final Four. Love that pick. Yep, I'm going to differentiate from you, and I will go with the Jay Wright Wildcats. I'm not even going to bother to call him a Villanova because it is all Jay Wright and what he's done there. So, yeah, give me give me Villanova into that Final Four. I absolutely hate your pick. Uh, Good, I hope so. It means I'm going to win it. Yeah, it's really worked out for you so far in your bracket. Uh, moving on to the Midwest, uh, I'm Michigan rolling State. with. Okay, let's not talk about it. Okay, I had Illinois as well, so I really don't want to talk about my bracket. Uh, moving on to the Midwest, I love Loyola Chicago here uh, in the Final Four, and this is their second Final Four in five years. Yeah, uh, well, we're, we're going to agree there. As, as, much, as close as I think that the Syracuse Loyola game could be, and I do think that Syracuse has a very good chance to be that Final Four spot. I am going to pick a loyal Chicago with you. Um, hopefully see Porter Moser coaching his final games in the Final Four and Championship before he moves on to bigger and better things. Yeah, yeah I think he's definitely uh, – I would be very surprised if he doesn't take – I hope he goes to Indiana. The Indiana job is exactly what <laughs> I was going to say. Great job. I mean, he's been a fantastic coach. I love his game plans. I love how the attention to detail his team has, and I think that uh, he will definitely be on to a bigger program. Honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if he stayed, but uh, – it would be cool to see him at a bigger program. We're going to talk about a little bit on the manager side, a little behind the scenes, and that is plane duty and also what we pack for road trips. So our experience as managers, we were at Louisville, which is a bigger school, so we flew privately whenever we would go to uh, road trips and things like that. So some of the different things we had to pack was practice balls, and that's something a lot of people don't think about is whenever you're playing a team that is a different brand of school you yep. have to pack that brand of ball so for instance if we were to play duke we had to have all nike, nike balls, balls and we'd also use that in the gym practice gym whenever the last game ended so say we played syracuse at home we'd use adidas balls once that game ended we'd switch out every single ball in the practice arena mm -hmm. to a nike ball that duke uses yep. uh, that's a fun fact that a lot of people actually don't know <laughs> it's not something you think about no not at all and every school has different ones so boston college would be under armor etc uh Another thing we pack, what else we pack? Pads? Yeah, practice pads uh, that they use for bigs and even for guards to just kind of give them some contact. Uh, Whenever they're doing drills yeah, and things like that, they get drills. to layup. Yep, you always have to bring those on the road, uh, it, even if it is, you know, just going through like a light practice the night before uh, or shoot around, you know, they'll still use them um, for various different reasons. And it's easy to forget them. Right, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, there's Especially when you're packing stuff for road trips, you never want to forget anything. Uh, Fred, who is still the head trainer at Louisville. Well, he, he just retired. Oh, he just retired? I think that's what I was told, yeah. Okay, well, Fred, who <laughs> was the... Wow, this is breaking news to me. Congratulations, Fred, if you are retired now. Fred, who was the head trainer at Louisville <laughs> while I was there, and Araki was there, uh, would always have all of his stuff packed in, in these two massive... Uh, big trunks. Big yeah, trunks. Big yeah, yeah. Were, I, mean, I was trying to figure out how those to Those things had to be them. like 100 pounds each at least. Right. That's way overestimating how much those weighed. But, yes, we would have to pack those. Uh, we'd be practice Practice jerseys were something that were huge because we'd always do a walkthrough before. Yep. Uh, walkthrough the morning in before the morning games. Before, but and games. we'd even have shoot-arounds um, when we would land a lot of times on the road. Right. 
Uh, we'd have game gear, which was the backpack that Vinny always had for us. Uh, it had gum, had towels, had extra practice jerseys, markers had markers, white had boards. whiteboards, had extra whiteboards just in case any of them got broke. Extra jersey uh, extra, pants, extra yeah, jerseys. With blood and things like that, if that happened during a game, we could snag an uh, extra jersey and throw it on. Uh, we had our away jerseys, obviously, if we're playing on the road. We have the away jerseys. Mm-hmm. Also bring neutral jerseys, that's correct? Yeah, just in ca- as a backup jersey, just in case something happens. I don't remember that, but I guess we did? Yeah. Okay, I don't really remember that very well. Got a backup jersey. Uh, okay. Uh, anyways, ba- we bring backup shorts and jerseys as well. Like we said, if somebody got injured or if they ripped a jersey or if yeah. anything's like that, you always have to make sure you have those. I don't remember. Lots of Gatorade. Was packed. Lots of snacks. God, yeah, the big snack box. The big snack box that would always <laughs> take awesome. around to them at night, uh, the night before, to make sure we didn't that they do that after. Uh, after Coach P was gone. Yeah, after Coach P and Pageant were gone, Wonder Mac, we didn't have you know the we did still did Gatorade and stuff, but we didn't have a big snack bin. It was very sad. Yeah, snack bin was great. Yeah, it was awesome. You just go down there in the middle of the night and grab a bag of chips. Exactly. Uh, we make sure you had the projector and the screen. That was always a huge thing. That was uh, the video too. coordinators would always make sure you had those uh, and hand those huge. to you. Those things are. Very important. They're massive and very annoying to pack, but very important for. Um, sorry, excuse me. Very important <laughs> for uh, the hiccups. Uh, very important for the team the night before. They'll watch film, and the day of to get ready for the game. Um, and Coach P would always break that down. And what was the last one? Uh, uh, I don't know if we did it under Coach P, uh, Coach P, but doing scouts. Do you remember if we did those under Coach P? If we had like scout books or whatever? I do not remember team? those. No. Uh, we had them under Mac where we had. Um, we had an itinerary under Coach P. No, yeah, we had actual like scouting reports. Um, oh yeah, we did. We had we had pa- we had yeah the paper yeah, 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 yeah we yeah, had yeah, the we big did. well we had like big paper ones that you would hang on the wall that was oh like, we didn't like, have basically those. The, yeah and you have to remember them and they'd go everywhere with you and they were very obnoxious to keep track of yeah I can't imagine because they would just tear easily and you had to take them from place to place and tape them up in the locker rooms tape them up. Um, They'd be taped up in like our meeting rooms for like dinner that night when we land, and then breakfast and pregame meal and all that. Like they'd be taped up in there so you can see gotcha. them. You also uh, forgot the whiteboards. Yeah, we always I guess whiteboards. The whiteboards. Yeah, yeah, those were always annoying. Too. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, you definitely don't want to forget the whiteboards. No, and then the Dear big God. one too. Remember the big ones we bring too? The big, the circle ones, big white circle ones. Big white circle ones. You know what I'm talking about? That no. we, we hang on the walls. No, I don't remember those. Okay, we would bring those as well, just in case they didn't have a uh, whiteboard in the locker room. Nah, it might be. I was there a year before you. Yeah. Um, and then also, plane duty was something that, as managers, you'd have to do. So whenever we'd go on a road trip, there we would assign it as basically everybody got two or three road games that they were assigned to. You would have to drive the van, which we had a little manager van that we'd pack up with all this stuff that Big we just cargo van, listed. Basically. Yeah, basically a cargo van with no seats uh, in the back. And pack all that up. We would drive it to the private airport um, in Louisville. Then you would drive it onto the tarmac. You would unload it all. And it was normally, it was always a manager that was not traveling with the team. So if you were not on that road game, say Rocky wasn't on the road game and I was, Rocky would drive it out there, help us unload and load it onto the plane. And then Rocky would take the van back to our practice facility. It was typically like three of us. Right. Three per plane duty. Right. And then, so then... After the game, say we played Syracuse on the road, it's a 7 o'clock game, game's over at 9. By the time we normally would immediately get on the bus and go straight to the airport and yep. come home, we'd have a snack on the bus, normally Jimmy John's, Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A something similar time. to that. And then you jump on the plane and you immediately fly home. So sometimes you get home at midnight, sometimes you get home at 2 o'clock in the morning. Two, three in the morning. 
it just kind of depended on how late your game was, especially those 9 o'clock nine games, o'clock were, games were always brutal. rough. Because a lot of times you had 8 a.m. classes, too, the next day, mm-hmm. which really sucked. Yeah, nine, 9 o'clock on, like, a Tuesday or Wednesday was the worst. Yeah, because you, you, I think you don't get done until just after 11. By the time you get packed up and out of there, it's already midnight. By the time the plane takes off, it's 1230. Right, and depending on how far it was, if it was yeah, Syracuse, that's a flight. long flight. Yeah. So what also what we would have is managers, like, so say I went on the road trip to Syracuse, Rocky was on plane duty. We text him that we're taking off at 12.30, yep. and we text him what time we're supposed to land. Rocky meets us at the private airport with that same cargo van that we unloaded. Him and a couple other guys normally would be there. Right when we land, he pulls onto the tarmac, and he helps us unload the plane. Take it all back you to the You take mini-um. it all back to the Minium, and then you start laundry immediately. So yep. uh, you would go through the jerseys and the shorts to make sure you have everything. That's something that's very important. Uh, you would Keeping go- track of everything. Exactly. So we would go through the numbers. So... We had a whole whiteboard with every single number of every single player, and we would do a check mark on the left side for jerseys and on the right side for shorts. Mm-hmm. And you'd go through, and I would be in the bag, and I'd hold up a pair of shorts, and it'd say number zero on it, and I'd say, yo, shorts, zero. You and, mark it off. And somebody marks it off. And then you pick up jersey, number 11, and you mark it off. Mm-hmm. Basically go through. Obviously, I never had an experience where we lost a jersey. I not, yeah, I never had Thankfully, one Thankfully, yeah. I, I know that we have had the issue where one kind of went missing for a couple days, but. They normally I, uh, turned up eventually. Yeah. Uh, luckily, I was never on a road trip where we had one even just disappear for a few days. Um, and then after that, you start the laundry. Depending on the day, Vinny may tell you to go home, or Vinny may tell you to stay and finish the laundry that night. Yeah, which was brutal because that's yeah. another two or three hours after you get back at, what, 2 a.m. Right, and so sometimes you're at the mini-um till 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning. Not um, And then sometimes you have an 8 o'clock class. So uh, definitely plain duty is a very important part of – being a manager and also a very important part of the team, a lot of things, a lot of people don't know about this side of it because you don't think about it. You don't mm-hmm. think about the people that have to unload the plane and take the stuff back to the yum and then unload the van, put all of Fred's stuff back and then put all the stuff Vinny's back, put the projector back, start the laundry. That's all things that you have to do because you have to keep the program running, especially when you'd have a game on Friday and a game on Sunday sometimes. Yep where you have one day where you're there and then you're back out on Sunday or sorry excuse me you had a game on Monday then you back out on Sunday we also forgot about shoe bags and the shoe bags god, god bless those, those, those things were, were huge yeah shoe bags were the worst and we have to have bring two shoe bags because you have to have backup shoes as well just in case anything that's happens. where we'd always put the whiteboards remember we yep. always throw the whiteboards in there and that little top part yeah exactly mm-hmm. so those are all things that you have to have uh, and there's there's actually probably more that we yeah, just can't we're remember missing right there's now. There's, There's a lot of stuff that has to go even for – even if you left day of the game, it's right. still just as much stuff, which is very Oh, and you got Coach G stuff too. He yeah, he didn't bit. have much though. No, he had that cooler he always had. Yeah, the cooler with all the uh, protein shakes and everything. Right, but that was about the extent of his stuff. But, yeah, I mean, that's just a kind of a unique thing that you don't really think about and uh, something that is very important to road trips with the team and something that you guys uh, may be interested in. So we'll keep you guys always updated with different stories like yeah. that from behind the scenes and – uh, maybe we'll give you guys a couple road trip debacles on uh, some future episodes. But our final fours are set, and uh, a little bit of a shorter episode. We hope you guys enjoyed it, as always. Hope you guys enjoy a great weekend of college basketball. Yes. Our episode's going to come out on Wednesday next week because we're going to obviously wait until after the Elite Eight is elite, sorry, the final four is set. Yes, after the Elite Eight gets done on Tuesday night. Late. Exactly, Tuesday night late. So. Uh, We will have another episode for you next week on Wednesday, uh, previewing the final four. That's very exciting. It's crazy. It's almost here. I know. It is. And what are we going to talk about after that? (laughs) Because once basketball is over, 
we will have more <laughs> stories from you from our experiences and we'll definitely have some guests on yep. uh, that you guys will love to listen to so uh, appreciate you guys always listening we have yep. a Twitter promotion going on right now boys underscore laundry is our tag that's my bad it's not laundry underscore boys it is boys, boys underscore under- laundry on Twitter uh, please retweet that we are trying to get a care package from Michelob Ultra which would be really cool for us uh, starting off as a podcast so Make sure you guys are also subscribed on all your listening platforms and following us on all social media. And uh, we'll see you next time. Yep. See you.